This podcast is sponsored by Paper Love Club, which is a stationery company spelled S-T-A-T-I-O-N-E-R-Y, as opposed to A-R-Y. We specialize in invitations for super cool chicks and guys. You should you should buy from us. I, I could really use a script. everybody welcome to this week's episode of wed talk um we are back with a, a new industry that we have not chatted yet about and it is about invitations and stationery and the design involved with all of it and i've got a lovely beautiful human being who i've had the chance to collaborate with before for styled shoots but also for weddings it is the one the only Ashley Fry of Paper Love Club. She is an artist. She is, as I mentioned, a great friend. She's a mother and being a boss babe. So boss babe, the audacity. (laughs) But you are, but you are. I am. I am a lover of cartoons. I am an eater of bagels. (laughs) So many things. (laughs) Um, Game of Thrones intro. Yes. I love it. Ashley, eater of the bagels. Oh, what a... (laughs) Ashley, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Thanks for accepting. Um, And I admitted you to this Zoom meeting, so thank you for joining. Welcomed into this club. Man, I waited in line for so long to get in this club. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm finally in. Yes, it's pretty high profile. Um, (laughs) But no, seriously, thank you so much, because I think, um, you know, as, you know, we're in this ever-changing world of weddings and events and COVID, I feel like there's always, you know, constant conversation of like, oh, what do we still find important about events? And Mm -hmm. I personally still think paper is a very important part about events and the design and process involved with that. And I thought you would just be a lovely voice to help speak on this. I am delighted to help speak on this because obviously I feel pretty passionate about someone getting a physical invitation. Um, but not just that, honestly. Um, I actually, <laughs> it's funny because you mentioned it happening like in a, a COVID world, like what is like, are things changing with with stationary? And yes, to, the, to an extent, but I wouldn't say that my world really slowed down during COVID too much. You know, like a lot of my weddings postponed to the next year, but they still, my clients at least were like, okay, well, I guess I'll send out an invite that's like, just kidding not wedding. <laughs> they had a lot of uninvited things I had to send out. I'm finding the Oh, interesting. I didn't really think fun. about that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's uninviting people, especially when you have to like scale it down. You, hey, you were originally invited, but now we can't yeah. have you. So. so how do we like so many clients like, Hey, how do I um uninvite this guest? In light of the ongoing pandemic, we're just trying to keep our guests safe. And so it's like that. And then a picture of their dogs and then Here's a Zoom link. Love you. How, how to say, say you're on the B list without saying you're on the B list. <laughs> I got an uninvited card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so trendy. Okay. So let's, before we get too far down that rabbit hole, let's rewind and yeah. and tell me what got you involved in the world of invitations? Oh gosh. I think I might be just like every single wedding professional out there. And I did my own wedding and I was like, shoo girl, you could do this. I could probably boss babe this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you have. And I have. Um, So I started my business in 2014, just after my own invitations. And I will tell everybody out there that my invitation were boogers. They are not good. I would never sell them to anyone. They were horrendous. Just horrible. (laughs) Just like craft centric, not good, but I'm glad that it was me and my own invitation because that's not how my clients see work anymore. Um, I've always been an artist. I, that is not new, obviously. Um, a lot of these traditional artists like me and by traditional artist, I mean, like I am a full bone plain painter. I paint in watercolor and oil and a good chunk of my business actually is painting outside of weddings. I sell fine art paintings off season, which is a very small, <laughs> off season small for me. It's usually like October, November, December, and then when I'm back on, 
But during that time, I paint things that just bring me joy. I love abstracts. I love landscapes. I love florals, but to be honest, I try not to do them during that time because every bride wants a floral in their wedding. So I try to like tone it back a little. <laughs> nice. Um, speaking of art, actually, I'm going through a brand uh, rebranding soon. Uh, the thought is oh. I've always been Paper Love Club and I thought it was suck cute at the time. And it is. It's worked well. I've had a very, very good thriving business, but I wanted to marry my two brands since my invitations are so fine art focused and I am a fine art painter, why not take my two brands and combine them? So my new brand will be Ashley Fry Studio because it's all me in the end. That makes so much sense. So everybody go to Instagram. <laughs> Ashley, um, Ashley, that's at the end of the podcast. No, <laughs> no shoot. Will. Pro- oh no, a- consent. <laughs> promote away. Yeah, that's really, that's an exciting step. Um, and I'm assuming you um, maybe had a hand in the rebrand designing process. You know, it's really interesting when you're trying to do your own stuff. Um, it's a little hard. I am doing it, but I've had to lean on my friends, my other friends in the industry a lot because you just get so wrapped up. Like when you're emotionally involved in your own design or your own wedding, it's just different. Even my studio right now, these walls are unpainted and there's no paintings on them. Cause I like, I don't know what I want to do. I think I'm just going to hire an interior designer. I can't do it myself. <laughs> and that is, I think an important takeaway that like, even the professionals need to know when to ask for help. Absolutely. I, I, and just because you're good at one thing, like I'm a very, very good painter. I'm not a good copyright. Like I tell my clients, listen, this is going to be the most beautiful invite, but you're going to want to make sure I spelled your name right. Like, uh, just <laughs> I need you to like go over. That's why I love working with planners because that extra eye is really helpful. I feel like I'm all over the place with this, but I, it just uh, popped in my head. It's okay if you're not like perfect at everything, if you're in this field. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, shout out to Abby, who was our first guest on the podcast. Um, she helped me come up with the mantra, done is better than perfect. Where you like, you can fret and think like, oh, okay, should the wording be like parents' names invite you to the wedding of their daughter to name of groom to son of, you know, these parents, like you can agonize over those decisions and think like, okay, it has to absolutely be perfect. But you, at the end of the day, the only one that's going to be like overly concerned with that detail and hey can we take this flower and move it over like three pixels I'm like oh man you know every guest was going to look at those three pixels and be like ew if we didn't do that (laughs) it's just like don't worry about it don't overthink it (laughs) and it is absolutely okay to like if you have a standard of like I need perfection that is also what professionals like Ashley and I are here for is to Mm -hmm. make what your dream is come to life but at the same time like there there needs to be a point where you realize like okay I'm either out of my realm or this isn't that important or well, yeah, I'm stuck. I'm I, stuck. Ask for help. So that way you can continue to move forward. Got a little off track, but bringing it back. So you <laughs> Where is did your own invitations. You're like, okay, this could be fun. Um, and got into playing with the idea of doing that for your full-time gig. Yeah. Okay. So it was like right away. Um, I finished my wedding <laughs> and I was working right where we actually hadn't even gotten married yet. And I was working at a company with my husband. I met my husband. We worked at Apple together and then we left together, went to another really lame company. I won't even say who they are, but they're not Apple. That's for sure. Cause Apple was great. Apple's a great job, but we were working in this like very corporate setting. And I was just like straight up miserable because I had been told my whole life. It's not a saying that everybody is unfamiliar with, you know, starving artist that's a thing if you're an artist that's really cool I guess you'll just paint sometimes on the side and uh, in the garden after you take care of your kids and that's it but I'm like no this can't be real so I um, am very very proud to have just straight up jumped it was chaos chaos energy I don't know if I necessarily recommend that if you want to start a career any sort of entrepreneurial career that you're just like you know what YOLO I'm just gonna quit (laughs) and then pay for a giant wedding and then hope I get some clients because, you know, the first two or three years can often be in the red, meaning you don't really have enough money to take a paycheck at all, but you're just barely making it. Cause that was me for the first couple of years, mm-hmm. even though I found clients, even though I had a lot of success, you know, there was a lot of unexpected payments, tax confusion, um, things like that. But I am oh, very, yes. very proud to have an artistic career. Like I am no starving artist whatsoever. <laughs> 
especially, I mean, you brought up the tax point, like you deal with actual product that you're handing somebody. Uh So you deal with a realm of like, oh, I don't, because I am a planner and I charge a service. I don't get taxed on service. (laughs) So I don't have to even think about like, okay, what part of my invoice is the product and what part is the service? Because then you even have to break down that part of it. So that way you're not taking tax on more, AKA mm-hmm. taking less from you as the artist and the, you know, the creator. That's, that's exhausting. Oh my gosh. The best thing I've ever done is hire um, a CPA. I just, hire I don't care professional. how much she costs. I will, I, I kept her on during COVID. <laughs> I'm like not making enough money, but I will always pay you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think that's, you know, a PSA to, you know, People planning their events slash vendors pay professionals to do the job. Yeah, you know, because there's so much. They're just it's just not stressful for them, and and they enjoy it. She loves numbers like a big old dork, and I love that for for her, and I will pay her for it. Yeah. So you're, I mean, how do you source like finding paper? Like, do you just go to like Michaels or Joanne's and just like get paper and print at home? Do you need a specialty printer? How? What do you? How do you do that? What's What's all that like? (laughs) Okay. Um, I have always told there are people who like come into my DMs because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Where'd you get that? Um, I'm also somebody who, if if you're a stationer and you haven't been listening to this, you can slide into my DMs and get information from me. I do not withhold these things from people. I want you to have success. There's enough room in the world for both of us. There are enough people getting married. We can both do their stationery. I promise it's okay. Um, Because a lot of people withhold that information um, because it took them so long to get it. And I get that. So there is no one-stop shop. I can't just say, hey, I get my stuff done here. And that's it. I've just discovered that you have to source from a lot of places. So I don't order Mm. from Michaels or Joanne or anything. They have a lot of craft paper. So their paper isn't, it's not good enough for the quality that I want to give to my clients. So a lot of my paper is sourced directly from the manufacturers. For example, Mohawk paper, that's a manufacturer, G-Mun manufacturer. So it's straight the manufacturer or my printing partners that I use, they'll have a stock in-house, which is typically, like I just said, like Mohawk or G-Mun or any of like these types of papers that we use. I... Uh, have like 10,000 swatches, so any of paper. <laughs> and and we get like paper, people get really jazzed when like new papers come out because like every color out there doesn't exist. Like we're having a really hard time with dusty blue right now. Like how come nobody's made dusty blue? Get it, give it to me. <laughs> we want it. So I source that way. And then when it comes to like vendors, you just start to have a team that you know you like to work with. Like my letterpress guy is in Maryland. He's not even local to me in Chicago, um, but he's solid and he's so good. And I know that when I give him my work, he's just going to turn it back to me quickly and beautifully perfect every time. Um, this is another thing when it comes to, like I hired a CPA, but I also hired, I didn't hire them specifically, not, like they're not on my, my payroll, but I outsource all of my production because he's a letterpress printer. He's better at it. Can I buy a letterpress and do it? Of course, but I'm much better designer and I'm a painter. So let me just give the work to him and he'll get it perfect. Even though I designed it. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's super smart. I like, I was imagining after I said that, I was like, do you have like, do you, do you call up like a gym? That's like your paper supplier at a Dunder Mifflin and be like, okay, listen, I need yeah. this much of this paper. What's the rate? We're going to get it delivered. Daryl's going to show up and bring it to you. Honestly, I wish. I mean, there are like certain people who like, there's a company called Announcement Converters. And the thing about paper, it's very weird. It actually comes on these like giant pieces. They're like, they're not like eight and a half by 11 or even 12 by 19. They're like the size of like my office. It's like so, so, so large. Wow. And so People like announcement converters, they cut down sheets for people like me to be able to purchase because I don't need a paper the size of my office. I need like a five by seven. Okay. So they cut those things down. So I do have a paper guy. I can be like, Hey, what are we doing here? I need some paper. I totally have a gym. (laughs) Perfect. I love that. I love that. So you described a lot of the, like, I guess the parts that it takes to make up an invitation so what's your process um, of like designing? Okay, so... And I know the answer to this, but I'm just... 
Oh, you do? <laughs> well, yeah. right. Because so she just went through this with me. Um, yes, yes, yes. But the process for the way you work in kind of receiving information and then kind of turning yeah. it back to clients. So when I first meet a client, first of all, I'm a custom designer. There's stationers who are not custom designers. They might have designed 20 to 15 or whatever invitations. Then they have what they call a collection. And then you can choose from that collection, give them their wording, and then they'll do it for you. Similar to like Minted, which everybody's familiar with. And I think Minted has beautiful work. Um, Minted is also using artists like me, by the way. It's just like, this is to make it clear, Minted is using people like me to make their invitations. Not that I've ever submitted to Minted, but everything I make is custom for the client down to the to the letter. Even my, my fonts are custom because I'm a calligrapher, so typically I'll do the font as well. So when I first meet someone, I want to make sure we vibe. We're going to chat a lot. I'm going to be asking you some intimate questions. I mean, like, I don't need to know when your first kiss was or anything, but I want to know about like, what do you do for fun? Where do you like to shop? And all that stuff seems like, why though? (laughs) But telling me where you shop and what your aesthetic is tells me a lot about you as a person. I can tell if you like J. Crew, then you're probably kind of like moderately preppy. So I'm not going to give to you some funky ass, oh, sorry, some funky design. (laughs) We can curse here. It's Okay. I didn't want to give you an E on your podcast. (laughs) I didn't want to give you some crazy design if that's not your aesthetic. If you're somebody who really likes like very traditional things, you tell me that when you tell me how you decorate your house and what you wear. And most people will keep that aesthetic throughout their wedding as well. You're a traditional person. So I start by asking a lot of questions to the couple. Where'd you meet? Tell me about your wedding. Um, I pull out questions like that. If they have a Pinterest board, I'm happy to take it. If they don't, don't you worry, I'll help you out. Um, Because not everybody uses Pinterest anymore, surprisingly. It's kind of sad because it's a really great thing in my business. Great resource. I know that it's going, it's kind of, I don't know, some people don't like it. So after we do that, I come up with, and this takes me hours. (laughs) This is part of the reason why my my design fee is is palatable, (laughs) not palatable sometimes. I take about probably one to two hours just coming up with ideas for you that I haven't created before. It is a lot of work to, like creative work in my brain space to just come up with new things all the time. I'm trying not to just fit you into a mold. I don't want to do that for my clients. Not with me, at least. Not that there aren't designers out there who do that. And it's good for them. But for me, I want to come up with it. People hired me to come up with something brand new. I like to say something truly extraordinary. (laughs) So I always like try to use that word. Like, listen, your guest are going to be, this is like often said about stationery. Oh, it's the introduction to the wedding. Yes, totally 100% true. However, I want the guests to have an experience from the second that they get to save the date all the way to it. It's the beginning of an experience from your wedding. So if you want your wedding to be like just casual, cool, whatever, then cool, go to Minted. It's honestly okay. My my own invitations were not truly extraordinary. I literally called them a booger. Like, But my clients now, I want the experience to be, you get this package or invitation, whichever we're doing. And I'll use an actual client here in a second, but you get this package and it's like, whoa, this is not only the coolest invitation I've ever seen, which people have said before. (laughs) And I love that. I I eat it up, obviously. But it's not only the coolest invitation I've ever seen, but I am so jazzed to go to this wedding. I can't even wait to get to this wedding. It should feel like low-key Disney World trip because your love is that I mean, at least mine was, I love my husband so, so, so much. And I was so excited to marry him and getting married to him was one of the best days of my life. Legit better than having children. I don't want to say people, you sidebar, sidebar, you women who are like, oh my God, having my children was the best day. Don't lie. That was incredibly painful. That was a horrible day. (laughs) That was not, not even half as fun as getting married. (laughs) Getting married was the best. Having my children was painful. Are you kidding me? (laughs) okay that was just sidebar perfect (laughs) okay so I want your guests to have an experience and and celebrate you so I ask a lot of questions I come up with two three four concepts all at different levels of investment the client will look through this video that I make them because I think I can best express how I'm thinking through the process with a video so you see my sketches I'll talk through the ideas I'll get you all hyped up like your guest should be they pick one of the designs and then we move forward and I do all that back and forth online. But I, I live very, I'm very preachy almost about the experience more than paper, more than pretty, more experiential. Yeah. I want for my guests. And I, and I can 
second, third, fourth, fifth, almost everything you said, because that's, that's a lot of the stuff that I bring up whenever I'm doing like a consultation being like, look, if you're going to hire me for like assistance with design, like I'm going to be creating a design product for you. And I want us to be like consistent from the vibe from save the date to invitation. Cause again, this is all the lead up that all the guests get to have prior to coming to the event. And like you said, you want to get them jazzed. You want to get them like, Oh, I'm so excited for this event. I mean, like, it's obviously people that you love and care about that are you're yeah. helping celebrate them, but like help them get into the vibe and having be unique, one of a kind. And that's something else that I like to, you know, always push with design is like, we're, we're trying to make this event be as unique to who you guys are as a couple. And so if there's, you know, any way that we can do that by, I mean, I ask people specifically as well, can you send me pictures of your home? Like yeah. is what I use for the design process. So like we're, we're like that in a, <laughs> in a very similar, similar way because we take those things and incorporate it in ways that sometimes people who are working, you know, jobs don't have this, the time to sit and think about as creatively as we can, because we make this our livelihood to think like, Ooh, okay, what can we do? What's different? What's out there? What hasn't been done? Let's, let's push the envelope. And one of those really cool things, um, if you want to touch on it now that you shared with me before, um, right. I was just like, <laughs> like she sent me one of her videos cause she just started doing the videos not that long ago. Yeah, um, it was only maybe a couple months ago. And I hadn't seen one of them before. So she sent me one and the example she shared, I was like, oh, this is so cool. You're like, wait, is this real? <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, so yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, I do my process a little different than a lot of other stationers do use or a lot of vendors probably. Usually you can go to a vendor and you can say, um, can I have a, a quote? And like for a photographer, they're like, yes, 10 hours costs, whatever, 6,000. I don't know what it might be because um, there's lots of price points when it comes to photographers, but they know this is a package. My packages are hard to really pinpoint because I can, I say it a lot. Do you want me to give you some truly extraordinary ideas or do I need to stick to within this budget? I can do both, but I know that I have a minimum that I, to give my best work. Um, which is where I am in my career right now. I want to do work that really lights me up. So I just have that investment level there. So typically I have people pay me a design fee that is just work for what's in my brain. That's all that they're paying me for at the moment. Anything I can think of, that's what you're paying for. My talent of my paintings, um, all that design, that's, that's what you're going to pay for right now. And then I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas. So um, I'm going to use Maddie as an example. Um, so this client came to me um, should I use real numbers? I don't know. I think I'm not going to because this is a current client. So I'm going to make up fake numbers, okay? <laughs> We're going to make this real fakey fake. Fake numbers. <laughs> you can be like one, five, and ten dollars and just... Okay. Okay. I like that. like, That's better because I don't want to like, the... sell out her. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm just thinking like tiers wise, like... Yeah. One, five, ten dollars. Ratio oh, it up. Oh. Like base level. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you spend like five times that and then you spend two times the five times maybe. Like, Love it. Love it. This is great. <laughs> okay. So Maddie came to me and she said she paid me $30 for my design fee. Okay. So $30, she's already paid. We're official. And then I said, Maddie, what is your full budget for, for everything we're going to design here? And she said, I probably have about $4. I said, okay, sounds great. Would you be open? Is that number flexible? Would you be open for me to give you ideas that are past $4 or is it really important for me to stick to $4? And she goes, ah, and everybody does this. I mean, I at least want to see what the others are. And I said, okay, girl, like I'm not trying to car sales you. I just know I can come up with really extraordinary things. I know that. But if yes. you need me to stick to $4, girl, I will create beautiful things at $4. Even my basic package is beautiful as hell. Thank you very much. <laughs> so mm -hmm. she um, is very boho. And I love this. I'm, I love a boho vibe, honestly. She's got very muted pastel vibes. She knew that she wanted... Um, handmade paper, which has a really, really lovely deckled edge. Handmade paper is literally what it sounds like. It's kind of expensive because it's made by hand by people like me. I don't make handmade paper, at least not yet, but people like you, people like me, but not me, <laughs> <laughs> but just like makers. So she said $4. I said, cool. And then I gave her a video that's like, here's your first idea. It's watercolor. It's got arches and that are similar to the ones that are happening in your venue. Keep it in with a color scheme. Great. Here's your second option. It's more like $6. It has those deckled edges. We're going to do everything letterpress. We'll keep it all the same color scheme. But it's going to be about $6. Now, this couple told me that her father, they, it had something to do with like 
they met at a winery. Um, they had, they just really, really love wine. One of the questions I also ask in my form when they first come to me is if you had no budget and it was just sky's the limit, what would be your dream? So they can just really like, I mean, if I could, I want this. Usually people answer or sometimes they say, I don't know. Cause you really don't. Mm-hmm. They just like my, my former work, but I'll come up with ideas for them, but they liked wine a lot. So <laughs> I gave her an option. What if we took your invitation and put it into a little enclosure, but instead of just sending out the invite, we also gift your guests. Everybody that you're picking to come to your wedding are people that you love or most people that you love. And then some people your parents love, let's be real, you know, but most of these people are people you love and you're excited for them to come celebrate with you your wedding day. Otherwise you would just elope. There's no other reason. Why would you invite them? So it's within the realm of reason that you want to gift to them. These are people Mm -hmm. you adore. So I, uh, I pitched, it comes with a little enclosure and a little wax seal. That's where the invite is. Keeping it in the handmade paper so she gets the best of both worlds. And then it comes with a little piece of chocolate. It's actually like a whole full bar of chocolate that's branded. And a tiny little split of wine, which is like half a wine bottle um, that's branded inside of a box that is also branded. I never thought she'd pick this one, to be honest. I was like, this one's $12. I'm just giving you those fake numbers, obviously. Um mm-hmm. And Based she, on our one five ten scale, yeah, one five ten. We're saying twelve. Just, just throwing them out there. It's well above budget. She did come back to me, and after watching the video, she was just, "I want that for my people." She actually ended up having to go, obviously, to her father and say, "Hey, can we stretch this budget a little bit?" But because of the video, he could see the vision, and now we are sending all of her guests these fantastic little box. Guys, don't even pretend. Getting even Amazon boxes is fun. I don't know. I just love getting mail. And now they're about to get the most beautiful mail to invite them to an event. They are going to be so excited to come to this wedding. There's no getting around it. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm going to derail completely this conversation because I think that right there is the reason why you should still keep investing in paper because people rarely send physical mail anymore. Most physical mail that you do get is like bills. You're like, who, a new mattress store down the road. Woo! Right. You maybe get like, ooh, like here's $10 off your first DoorDash. Who doesn't already have that? Like, right? I feel like it's so rude. I'm already well, right? pa- I'm well past okay, my first thanks. one. <laughs> no, I'm just, anyway. No, no, no. Um, I have, I, I pay for DoorDash, like Dash Pass, like, please. <laughs> right, right. So why are you offering me $10 off my first one? I'm well past that. Um, you mean like my hundredth one? What? Yeah, maybe. Anyway. And so Amazon, like when that comes to your door, you're like, oh, yay. And it's like a physical package. Like how much even more is if like you put that thought into creating the invitation packaging to invite you to your amazing event? Like, and I think it's, I mean, it obviously comes down to everybody's going to prioritize. And that's something that I go through with my clients as well at the beginning stages of like, okay, how much do we want to allocate to each of the, you know, vendor categories? But I think like, just like how, how exciting you're right. Is it to one, get physical mail. That's not, you know, bills or whatever advertisements. And then two, like to actually get a package and you get excited and you open it up. Most of the time with Amazon, you know exactly what's coming. Um, Unless you've ordered a ton and you don't know what it is. But then when you do get this package, but when you do get a package (laughs) and you're like, I didn't order this. What is this? And then you're just pleasantly surprised. And then you're like, like, I think that's such a cool format and kind of gives me the like, yeah, like, no, this is, this is why we should continue to have, I mean, not only packages, but like, I love that being the the top end of, right, right. That being the top end of an invitation. Cause I felt like watching bridesmaids, um, and, uh, uh, she gets the invitation to the, um, bridal shower and it's like the box and the butterfly flies out yeah i was like i was like oh, that is so extra and it costs so much money but like i know a stationer right now who's doing an invitation that literally has a video that plays when you open it like how so there's like a screen in there there's a screen in it what yeah it's really impressive <laughs> so not necessarily like you have to be a like millionaire to attain this well, that one, yes, but for okay, mine, sure, absolutely. sure. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> the oh, you video put a, a little bit. <laughs> okay, video, yes. You're putting like electronics and stuff in there, but okay. But backing up, 
thinking yes. about, let's just say we have an invitation, a regular one, like not a box. Okay. Like Maddie's getting a really, really cool concept. And I get clients who do that a lot, but then I have a lot of just straight up a seven, five by seven in like envelope. When mm-hmm. you're going through your mail, you have business card size thing or business envelope, like bill, 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 bill. Yeah getting even one card that is like in calligraphy and this like beautiful dusty green you're like what is this like you're excited to christmas time you know what it feels like to get christmas cards is exciting and i don't really need this and now i'm gonna have crap in my house but i still am excited to get this absolutely excited i'm sure there's some like level of serotonin that's been measured when you receive that Yeah. So, so we're, like I mentioned earlier in the times of COVID, you said you haven't really experienced much of like a slowdown per se, but what maybe observations have you made as far as like quantities? Cause I feel like in conversations Mm -hmm. I've had with other vendors, maybe guest counts are going down, but maybe that's meaning people can spend a little bit more on things like this to less people question mark? Um, I expected that. I expected that. So don't get me wrong. COVID was incredibly difficult for my business. I 100% took a loan from the government and I took it happily because I, I needed I need to pay. I have twins. Okay. <laughs> like I was like, I got to do this. All my couples moved over to 2021, all of them, every single one of them. And, but every single one of them also still had work to do and sent out some sort of cancellation or postponement. So I still mm-hmm. was working, but it was a completely different like financial things. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. I had it difficult. I expected cl- uh, couples to, okay, so you're not going to order a hundred and we're going to do 30. That's fine. I expected them to spend more per invitation, but I think at least in my Avenue, they were just like traumatized and they just like, well, then I'm going to spend less money. At least. So they, that was a bandaid for them. They spent less on their like invitation than we originally planned, but they spent more on their day of. Everybody wanted a lot of details on their day of. If they were going to have a party with 15 people, well, then they were going to have custom napkins. They were going to have all the signs. They were going to have everything. They were going to have welcome bags for everybody that were like, like the same thing, like wine and chocolate. And everything was going to be like totally personalized for the day of, but for the invitation, they just lowered the number and I move. I just swam right along with it. No big deal. <laughs> nice. So, would you say that it's something that you're now finding a little common is that people are maybe putting a little more extra oomph on the day of stuff than they have in the past? Um. Yeah, I would say that people are really. My clients have always really been really into day of stuff in the first place. Um, but I can say that I could see it's happening more now, and it's still because we're in this. Like in Chicago, here we can have a wedding of fifty people. That's it. Um, so still they're in that, well, then I want more details and I'm always going to pitch more details in the first place because I think that's just like, that's what's memorable aside from the love. The love is a big deal, guys. I'm a lover of love, but the details are also incredibly memorable. Like right yeah. now I'm looking at this little sample. I have this couple, they did, they did, their dogs can't come to the wedding and the dogs are cute. They have two little, is it a, what is it? What is this dog called? tell our people because they can't see that what's this dog oh called? a french bulldog yeah they have two french bulldogs so we did little napkins with their little french bulldog faces and it says this one's on us and the couple loved it so much <laughs> they were like okay we only have 50 guests but we'd like to order 300 just to have it in our bar always <laughs> it's like i could get behind that because these are so cute <laughs> they are really cute <laughs> any other trends you're noticing right now Let's different see, from the before times this. from the before times I have noticed that the seating charts are no longer like, so it used to be really common to do seating charts that were like just printed out on like a, like a, almost like a cardboard, you know, Mm -hmm. but almost all my seating charts have been something more of like a statement piece. Like right now I'm working on one that is acrylic and she's getting married at a seafood place. So it's acrylic. And then there's all these oysters that go around it. And then it's like, it's a, it's so silly it says it's about shucking time and then her guest list is like her like seating charts within that so they're oh, i live for a pun really to me i, <laughs> I actually really hate puns pun. but i think it's really clever <laughs> uh, i mean you were one of i will probably say the first and like my favorite memory of a, like a installation of a like um seating display for um cat's wedding because mm-hmm. that just like, oh, right. Yes. Like the, vi- like Kat and I like came up with the idea and you just knocked it out of the park on the execution of it. And it just looked 
so beautiful. Like I'm one of my proudest moments as far as like the display, the effect, the overall feel, because it totally fit with the vibe of the event. Like it was, it was beautiful. Do your people know what cat's wedding, like what we, Oh, Oh, um, sure. <laughs> let me, let's describe it for a little bit. So our, <laughs> you forgot i just like we're on a podcast we can chat we can just chat we can just talk about it um so kat um is a uh also vendor in the industry she is a florist but also a flower farmer um is got married to the love of her life who also is a farmer and his family is a farmer uh farmers and they got married on that farm property and so so kind of combined the um the aesthetic of her being like a florist and flower farmer with a display of like a flower shop, like front, like at like a, either a farmer's market or like in, in England where it's like all those little different like size mm-hmm. pots and like different, you know, heights. And st- I, it's on my, it's on my Instagram. If you want to go really, check it out. Cat's wedding was published because it's just so stupid, beautiful, but yeah. We I mean, published like, in the knot. I wasn't going to say it, but thanks. Oh, I am. It was published in the knot. It was kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Published in the knot print, even more important. Oh, print. <laughs> it right. Is Not just print online. It is knot. printed. It'll be there forever. Yeah. So that, like, I think that is one of the cool ways that couples can invest in like a cool moment at their wedding. Um, that becomes super personal that mm-hmm. like ties in either with the venue or their personality. And, and I think it's a good place to put a little extra. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's just something cause every guest is going to have to look at it. And it's just, uh, I love it because it really spoke to who they were as a couple and that couple, like, and other cool things that we did for them. Uh, her crest, she loves crest, like watercolor crest. So their crest mm-hmm. had the farm in it and it had wheat and it had bees and it had flowers specifically from New Zealand because that's where they originally met. And so like there were all kinds of things that were very specific to the couple. I do a lot of that in my work. I note things that are specific about the couple that are not screaming like obvious, but like who would know that flowers from New Zealand is because of this, but that's why they were there. It's sentimental yeah. to the couple. Yeah. And so we, as creatives and designers, we take all these little things that you say and help create these products. And it takes time. It takes our experience. It takes, you know, all of the stuff. So like Ashley mentioned earlier, like there's a design fee, like there's like a a cost of just using our brain for bringing this to life and incorporating it into your event. So when you do want something like customized and specific to you that's where that design fee is like built and rooted in it's taking all these little pieces of information into this you know say common you know road of okay sending out invitations for your wedding and bringing in you into that and making it be personal beautiful cool unique one of a kind like kind of hitting the nail on the head for those out there that like if you want that kind of invitation there is that price tag and this is all the stuff that goes into making that up is like mm, it takes time it's it takes a lot of creative energy and research and figuring out can we do it how do we do it um and and executing it so there's that plus the cost of like you said the paper itself mm-hmm. <laughs> like letterpress the cost of you know then shipping it back and forth you know for to like assembly the you know little things like a wax seal like so all of that stuff adds up to so when you get the you know invoice proposal i think some people are sticker shocked sometimes with oh. invitation because they're like wait but what i'm like well you're multiplying that by like a hundred so like sure a wax seal for instance like let's just say your basic already preset kind of floral moment would be somewhere on the ballpark of for wax seal 150 yeah 150 for one and you're like oh that's yeah. not bad <laughs> but then you're like you do it for 100 you're like oh it's 100 and you're like oh like- <laughs> I'm not, okay, okay, okay. So I think some people just don't know the cost associated mm-hmm. with with some of these things. It's and so they see it on yeah, they see it on an Instagram, they see it on a Pinterest, they see it and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I love that. And then they don't realize the price tag that comes with it, which I think I've talked about this before that I wish like Pinterest, and this would just take all lots of vendors coming together, but when you post something to Instagram or Pinterest, you could like like, if you want to know, like, click here, like, what it costs to make this picture happen. Because I think a lot of people take 
inspiration images, bring them to people like us and be like, I want this. And I'm like, Mm. well, that's a tree and (laughs) you're having a wedding inside. So (laughs) we can can, technically import trees, but it's going to be something. (laughs) I will add producer to my um, list of you gotta uh, be probably you know, accolades <laughs> to source a tree a la Taylor Swift in the Willow music video that will just like exist in your space inside. It can happen, but it's mm-hmm. the dream will come at a price. Yes. This is specifically why I started to do a video. Um, I wanted to HGTV people, like like Property Brothers kit people. Like, I can give you the invitation of your dreams. I can give you something just straight up wild, but here's what it's going to cost. Um, and I expected when doing that for people to be like, well, then I'll take the cheapest one. But it has not been how it's gone. I think people are romanced when they see it, just like walking into that bougie house. You're like, I don't know where I'm going to get this mortgage, but I want this house. Okay. (laughs) And it's tricky. I know that invitations are a sticker shock. I know that I am not for everyone. I think you really have to believe in your vendors. My design fee is a bit high and it's become this way after years and years and years in business. And because I have so much experience and it's because I know I'm going to give you a very tailored experience. I don't want to take on 40, 50 clients because then I'm not giving you the attention that you need. I'm just like, whatever, throw a flower on it. But I don't want to do that for people. I want to do things that light me up and it lights me up to create something that's really tailored for you. So you're paying for that. You're paying for me to have less clients so that I can have space to create something amazing for you. And I really will. I do not get complaints about my business, about people being like, that's not that cool. And if they do feel that way, we try again because we have space to do so. Thinking about like tiers, if I can for a second, there's, I would tier, at least this is just my own personal opinion. This is no way canon. Do so share. Everybody listening is like, just, yeah. there's tiers of stationers. There's, we're going to start with just minted. Minted is, well, you know, underneath minted is DIY, which I did. So no shade on it, zero shade on it. Okay. Um, but then minted, you're not paying for a designer. They've already done it. So you're just paying for the supply. And then you have graphic designers. Those are people who are buying assets from people like me that they always have in their library. So that rose that they have for you, well, that's not your rose. They didn't paint that. They just have it (laughs) in their asset library and they're reusing it in beautiful ways. Graphic designers and I are different. Graphic designers are amazing. Do not misunderstand me. I can't do a lot of graphic design. They understand things about design that I don't because they understand computers like Photoshop better than I do, honestly. I'm an illustrator and an artist. That's just a different tier. I'm going to draw everything for you. I don't even create, like, aside from like serif and sans serif fonts, all the script fonts are me. All the flowers are me. Any map you see, I did it. <laughs> like, I painted it all for you. And I usually mm-hmm. give those originals to my client as well. So you're going to have keepsakes, things to put in your house because you should have fine art in your house. Do it. Let's all get fine art for our homes. <laughs> Normalize <laughs> fine art in homes. Normalize fine art in my homes. You should invest in fine art though. At least prints, guys. It's so, it's just so, at least for me, it's really fulfilling. Like a home with art, just it's happy. So those levels are why you're going to keep having to pay. She says so from people, her blank studio. Honestly, it's because <laughs> it's honestly no, so we already, blank we, already, right we already talked about it. We already talked about it. We already talked about <laughs> it's it. It's so far. I just need to load up new art. It's in, we're also in renovation. So don't come for me, sir. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Um, but I'm just saying like people who come to me and they're like, I love your work, but it's just out of my price range. I'm, I totally respect it. Here's a handful of stationers who I know are in your price range who will give you something kind of similar to what I'm doing, just not as niche. So there's, there's room for everybody. And guys, if I sound like, Oh, what a snob, I'm not my own client. I wouldn't pay my own fee. <laughs> I go to Target. And, okay. <laughs> no, that's that, that that's important. I mean, we just had one of those conversations where you're like, I had a client that I knew you would be able to execute it well, but ended up not, you know, working with their budget for invitations. Totally okay. And you gave me a couple of people. You're like, hey, look, we don't need to be as custom, but that's what makes you happy as you know the vendor and what's going to drive you. And if you weren't able to do that, sure, could you absolutely go and find you know templates for them that fit their vibe? And yes, but that's not what's bringing you joy. And there could be somebody else that would be a better fit for them. And 
already begun the process with that. So like, so, good. <laughs> so we're good. And that's, and that's again, like, don't be, af- don't be afraid one to like reach out and have that conversation and to see yeah. is it a good fit or you're like, I want to hear those ideas. And you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can have that conversation and be like, mm, well, maybe I can shift a little bit more money over here. Or we ended up saving on this one vendor so we can put some more money in this category. Like continue to have that conversation. That's why I always give the advice to my clients that a budget is like a living document. So as you yeah. book, it kind of like tells like, oh, okay, well, are we under, are we over. Um, and I also, for the parents listening, uh, but, you know, don't say like, well, we have to spend that money, but if you've already allotted it and that's what you want to put towards the event total, then like we can always reallocate and push somewhere else. Yep. So don't be afraid to just, you know, reach out and ask and, and find out because it doesn't hurt to ask. The answer can always be no. It could. And, and, and maybe like, I, I, I'm sure that sometimes people who've come to me and then I've given the other vendors, um, that might've been a better fit in the first place. Maybe they have a cooler vision for it that I don't, I'm just assuming the universe is going to line up the right vendors for you just the way that I expect it to, you know, and people that I recommend, I think that they're so, so good. We just do different things. Same. I do the same thing as well with (laughs) people for planning. If they're like, Hey, you're just not in our price point. I go, okay. Like here are some other, you know, planners who do a great job as well. Just may, they might be you know, a little newer, they may not put as much, you know, effort into the design portion. Like, you know, one of my things is a design book that I present to my clients. It's like a 30 to 40 page PDF. Like that's going to, that's going to take me some time. So (laughs) when when I, if they are able to present that in a, you know, better, easier way, it doesn't take up as much time, then that's great for them. And again, that's why there are so many vendors and there's not a shortage. And that's why we're happy to share all this information and give it to you because (laughs) everybody is going to do something just a little bit different. They're going to do it in their own way. And there are enough weddings to go around for everybody. There really are. Even post COVID, even during COVID, there's enough weddings to go around. It's we're going to be okay. I know some people didn't make it. So I'm saying that with the privilege of having my clients just move instead of cancel, but there is Mm -hmm. enough room in the world for for all of the stationers and all the other vendors. There's just enough space out here. There is, which is why I'll share my secrets if you really want them. <laughs> secrets with Ashley. Oh, Secrets with Ashley. It's a new podcast. It's a new podcast. No, it's not, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you've got a lot on your plate. So I think we've done a good job kind of like talking about the whole experience with, with invitations. We kind of touched on a little bit with COVID and how that's kind of like played a role um, in the past year. Um, is there anything else you're wanting to make sure that like, I'm going to give you like this lovely open floor opportunity to share. Do you have any pet peeves about invitations or working with clients? You're like, I hate it. I hate it when people ask for this, maybe don't ask for this ever, or people ask for this too much. This is way overdone. Um, (laughs) You can address it to other vendors like myself. Like I hate it when a planner does this anything. Uh, the floor okay, is yours. Well, the floor is. Okay. Well, I want to talk about, <laughs> I don't have a ton. The one very silly one, just because you mentioned this is the first time we're talking about stationery. This is to all vendors. I, I, I understand if you're a client, we'll let it go. But if you're a vendor, specifically a planner, you did, you did this. You don't do this. You, you done a good job. Stationery is spelled <laughs> with an E. Oh my gosh. Not an oh. E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a big deal. This is a big we deal. One. So much. We hate it the most. It is something like stationary with an E is the paper goods. Stationary with the A is like you're standing still. Things are not yeah. moving. And I'm I've never ever corrected anyone ever because I don't want to make them feel stupid. But I don't, it makes me such so much cringe. We will all if you inquire as a planner and you're like, hey, they're looking for stationery. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't trust you. You're like, well, I don't, I don't have that. Um, I don't so. have that. You want me to just stand there? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, this God. process will become very stationary if that's what you're looking for. Oh my gosh. You do love a con, don't you? It's so funny. I do. Um, but no, that's something where... I will write back in the email and spell it the correct way. I will always... I won't, I won't call them out and be like, that's yeah. wrong. But I'll be like... So the stationer, er, 
for your stationery is this person is the yeah, person I would e. recommend. I just started capitalizing the E just to help them out. But yeah, that that's one little thing. I don't mind when clients do it. That's not their thing. But if you're in the industry, I'm like, oh my God, get it together. Oh, also, this has nothing to do with this, but same thing with altar and altar. Altar AR. and altar. When people in oh the industry gosh. call the altar that like the plate, the front of the ceremony where you're getting married, they spell it A-L-T-E-R. Okay. How do you spell it? It's A-L-T-A-R. That's like, oh my gosh, I would have been one of those people. See, we all have our flaws. This is why I don't correct people, but it definitely bothers me. So now I know. So now you know, because I'm like, <laughs> we, oh, it'll be at the altar. Like we're alterating it. Like what's happening? No, <laughs> we're changing it's it. It's <laughs> the altar. It's the plate, the special place where the ceremony is happening. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had to say that word very often. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah, hate yeah. when I get credited like an in Instagram for stationary with an A. <laughs> no. Also, this is a PSA to um, photographers. Um, you probably know this by now since it's kind of blown up on the internet. Don't, don't, just, just don't put shoes next to our invites. We just don't, just don't do it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. What story is that telling? What story is it? Like they walked all over the invites? I don't get it. Don't do it. And that's not just me. You can find, if you go to, we actually have an Instagram account about this. It's called Stationer Problems. <laughs> We just Love don't like shoes on our on our um, on our flat lays. Is this like a private account or? Nope, nope. It's public and it's very very funny and it's just oh. it really gives me life. It's just all memes about stationer problems. Some of the memes are going to go over your head because they have to do with like specific suppliers. But with the, sure. in the beginning when this account first started, they talked about how we don't like shoes and it's like it's like she like whoever made we don't know who made this account but whoever made it we're like oh, you said it because it's like none of us would tell the photographers that we don't like shoes next to our stationery but somebody finally said it and we were all like right and then like all the photographers were like wait what like they didn't know <laughs> so we feel like we've like hurt their feelings but at the same time can you just like not do that well okay i think that's this is something to bring up um i think a really good point i'm sure when you get pictures back from photographers from events or like from your client they share them after they get the album back from the photographer something that i'm sure is like super hard and painful for you is to not like physically be there on the day of to get like the best shot angle like and share like why this was important and why you included it and why it should be part of oh if they're going to take a picture of the you know suite like of what you designed like why are all those things there or make sure you include the napkin you know because of the, it has the two dogs that can't be there like that's important detail making sure we get all that stuff that i feel like it's a collaborative effort between all the players of like you photographer and the planner but oftentimes either the photographer's like, I'm running out of time because they only booked me for seven hours. And so now I got to quickly do this. I'm just going to do the picture, quote unquote, of the invitation, RSVP and shoes and necklace and say like, this is pretty. Okay, I captured it, move on. But you've had opportunities like when we did our um, style shoot together to like be present for like what you created and help like give input onto how we're gonna lay it, how we're gonna, you know, present how it all looks. And and so I don't know if this is, again, this is me just whipping off the cuff is like, what do you think it would be a good way to kind of communicate that like vendor to vendor, like industry wise, especially when you're not there on the day of, and yes, photographer is an artist in their own right. But at the same time, you have this, that you also would love to be, you know, captured well, because you put a lot of time and effort energy into it. Sure. Could you stay at home and, you know, style it? Sure. But like, it's not the same as like at the event, with all the other, you know, a table number or the display, like you're all going to get the same. Anyway, you get the, you get the question. <laughs> I do get the question. I have two routes. First, I do send the photographer for my wedding their own invitation. That's packaged just all the pieces that I have. I package it for them. So if they want to shoot it the day before, the day after, that's fine by me. I do not ever bank on them actually doing that or from me getting pictures back even though I wish I could I wish I could at this point be like yes because yes it would be better if I had everything from that wedding but not every photographer is a detail photographer I actually know some really talented photographers who are specifically said to me I don't really focus on the details I'm focused on the emotions and I respect that that's their craft totally Mm -hmm. cool so first I'll send it to them 
That's the best thing I can do in that scenario. Because then they know that I like, I'm here. (laughs) I exist. Could you give these photos back to me? And then aside from that, annually, every year, I send my work to a photographer. Just totally separate. I have to in order to get the best photos. But let me introduce you to this concept I just found out about like six months ago. Oh, There are wedding stylists that are specifically for photos. So if you're a photographer and you know it's cool, guys, you're not the best stylist in the world. That's fine. You don't have to be. There are stylists who come to your wedding and style the things. Sometimes they style the bride, the groom, that they also style the details for you to get that perfect flat lay. Those people exist. And um, I'm working with one now. The way that it works is all the vendors are chipping in to pay her so that we have a publishable wedding because she's made sure everything is styled perfectly for the wedding day. For the photographer to shoot, that this is separate from a planner. This is not a planner. This is a stylist. It's an actual career. Usually planners are also stylists. She's also a planner. So if you're a vendor listening to this and this blows your mind, it should. <laughs> and it's really great. <laughs> and I just didn't know it was a service. And I don't think a lot of people do know that it's a service that you can have. So you can hire this person to come and make sure the wedding is perfect for publication. That's brilliant. I can't say that I know too many because I like to do the styling myself. But you are a stylist. That's the thing about it. <laughs> Hair flip. Um, no, I mean, I've that's just part of my background. Like I had done years of, you know, retail merchandising. And so I know kind of, you know, different plays with like lighting and dimension and angles. Yes. Like I get a lot of that. And so that's where when I have, you know, why I love and what gets me so like jazzed as the word you used earlier, like about (laughs) doing events is like, I'm there from the beginning. I have like, have these conversations. I get to know these couples. I pull out these intimate details. I incorporate them into like a lot of the aspects of the event. And so on the day of like, I don't want to be the annoying person over the photographer showing, Hey, can you get that? Hey, but can you get that? That's important. Mm, Can you get that? Mm, Can you get that? And you have a good relationship with whatever a photographer was hired that they already Which, like are like your jam most of the time now but not <laughs> back in the day right so that's that's a good approach either you know you go on your own and just be like look i'm gonna make sure my work's taken care of and you like just take that time and investment to send it yes. get pictures get it styled or like introduce the concept you know to the vendor team be like hey would we consider maybe hiring a stylist and making sure there's a second or third shooter available to make sure we're capturing those details. They would only be there for an extra, you know, hour, two hours yep. to capture those details while the photographer, second shooter is focusing on a lot of those things like the emotions and whatnot. And some that day moves by so quickly. There's a room flip. There isn't time for them to do the formal portraits and get all the details. So like having that extra person there, if you know, you look at it as like marketing dollars for your business when you're like doing write-offs, making sure like, oh, okay, that little money, if all of us chip in and we all agree to this, then it's going to be like an extra, you know, 40, 50 bucks from each person to pay this person to be there for their services for those two hours. Like, I think that's brilliant. It's really brilliant. That's why there's not very many of them, I think, that I know at least. And, um, you know, I, as from what I understand from becoming in groups, there's planners and then there are stylists and some planners are stylists, but some planners are just planners. You are a planner stylist. You, you're capable of both, but some people are like, I'm just an organized person and I will organize your wedding very well, but you can style a wedding really beautifully. They're different yep. services, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Different and I know plenty of, <laughs> and I know plenty of planners like that. So when people come to me and they're like, oh, I want a planning package. And I'm like, well, I do design. So mm-hmm. that's part of what I do. Um, if they're not looking for that, I know planners that I can recommend that like are just more detail oriented, organizational, that wouldn't, you know, be the same price point. Has, um, any planner ever hired you on to do styling for their weddings? Uh, no, but that's a service. That's the same thing. Same service. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also haven't advertised it. I haven't advertised it ever. (laughs) 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 What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? I'm looking to like give advice to people, and here I am learning. What? Crazy. Yeah, that's the way the world works. You can learn from anyone, even this anyone lowly stationer over here. <laughs> lowly? Um, no, never put yourself down. That's something that I've been like trying to put 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 on people, even like if it's a joke. Like, mm. don't put yourself down. You are amazing. You have amazing, beautiful work, 
and I'm excited for this new shift in your your business and yeah. rebrand and rename and you know refocus to bring all of your things together. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. I could talk forever and tell you all my favorite TV shows, but I think I've covered everything that comes to mind now. <laughs> ah, perfect. Well, Ashley, tell the people where they will be able to find this new name brand of yours on uh, the yes. socials. So the easiest way to find me, just so it doesn't feel confusing, is the Stick of Paper Love Club for now. I always have my newest work uh, at Instagram, always. And that's at paperloveclub.com. I'm really, really active within um, stories because that's the best part of Instagram, in my opinion. It's just so much fun. Um, You can find like active work happening there. Um, And then my website is paperloveclub.com. And by the time that I switch the brand, it'll just forward you there anyway. So you're safe to go to paperloveclub.com to take a look. (laughs) Beautiful. How seamless. Right. <laughs> but you can find my, uh, all that work there. And um, I do wedding stationery, but I also do fine art. So if you want to fancy up them homes, I'm like my blank walls behind me. That's where you can find that stuff. Perfect. Ashley, thank you so much for letting me admit you to this meeting and <laughs> sharing your story, your um, wealth of knowledge and um, and some fun little pointers throughout the way. Yeah. I had fun. Great. That's what we look for here. Fun and knowledge. Fun and knowledge. What a middle school teacher. Fun lodge. Fun lodge. Nolan. No, you can't combine them. Just keep them just not words that go together, are they? No. Ashley, thanks again for joining us. <laughs> uh, have a lovely rest of your day. And we'll catch you next time on Wed Talk. Bye. Bye. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to email us at wedtalkpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at, you guessed it, wedtalkpodcast. And mixing is by me. Sorry about it. Logo and theme music by Aaron Gaines. Hope you guys have a lovely and safe weekend. And we'll catch you next time here on Wed Talk.